I'm Marisol. And I'm Adam. And you are listening to the, the Reading, Reading Aloud, Aloud podcast. podcast. A podcast where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication is explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. In season two, we bring you along on our tour to keep the conversation going. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> okay. So today I want to talk about death. Mm-hmm. And... I think this might be our third podcast on death. No. When, well, when did we have we that had was one? like part two? Didn't we have death yeah. part one and like death part really? two? Really? Maybe not. I, I don't remember. Well, we have a lot of podcasts at this point. It's pretty exciting. That is really exciting. You know, we're no reading aloud podcast is notorious for talking about things that nobody else will really talk about and having those inside conversations. But, and then I think you and I, particularly me are notorious for bringing up the topics that like, I I just have such a curiosity about topics that are, um, I don't know, like, uh, not, it's not always morbid, but just like, I'm just curious about all facets of life. Well, and, you know, so it feels to me like right now we're surrounded by death. Um, and I'll, I'll just kind of like micro meso meta it for a minute. So on a micro level, I was at a memorial this afternoon on Zoom. Um, meso is like we watch we've been watching Pose, which is amazing. Is amazing. What makes it so amazing, babe? It shows the 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 realness, the rawness and the beauty of a particular community during a trying time and people who were like the best life. of that yeah the best of that mm. um and also at the same time everything that they went through and things that we would look down upon as a society some of their livelihoods some of the ways in which they got by but it 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 is such a an insight into how beautiful of humans they were and and the way that they approach life it's it's inspiring it's incredible yeah so not that you or i would look down upon just to clarify right but like so- how society views choices that people make oh very make. much yeah. so yeah so I think what you're saying is the like one of my favorite expressions, like the full range of our emotions or the full expression of life. So it's like all the beauty and all the sadness and all the fear and all the anxiety and all the joy and all the all the right. And, you know, it's just and you like are so invested in the characters and it's just so it's so wonderful to see people living and loving. There's a lot of love in the show. A lot. A lot lot, of love. A lot, a lot. And so much laughter. Like we die. Like we rewind. And and then we also take some key phrases specifically from Billy Porter and repeat them regularly. Yeah. yeah. And it's a good, you know, I think more and more as our connection increases and our ability to connect with each other increases, it's a reminder of the kind of concept of chosen family. Mm Mm-hmm. And the way in which, you know, you have a a you have certainly your blood relatives and and that family. And then you as well, including can include certainly your blood relatives, but you have your your chosen family, your family of your life. And I think now more than ever, 
especially through the pandemic, we are recognizing the importance of that. Mm -hmm. And people are also recognizing at the same time the fragility of their relationships Mm -hmm. during this time and seeing that, wow, maybe I didn't have as strong a relationships because once I take away the ability to create, have a good time, have a good time, go out and drink with somebody, Mm -hmm. then we don't really have anything else to base our things off of. And I think Pose in some ways teaches us the incredible community that was created in such a oppressive an oppressive situation like who really shows up for you when the when the going gets tough and and no matter how hard they fight in between themselves Mm -hmm. no matter how hard they disagree they still showed up for each other when it mattered the most you know and there's there's this kind of constant reminder over and over throughout the series so outside of my almost 29 week pregnant hormones what is about to make me cry about all this i like to ask you why i feel the way i feel because I love your answers. Um, well, in talking about Pose, and if you've seen the episode, you'll get this. This isn't going to make you cry, but we've been hanging up some pictures in our office here where we record our podcast. So there's a hammer in the room, and you have the hammer <laughs> in in your hand. That's and so... I and I kind of feel like you're candy right now. <laughs> like, you're going to bring out the hammer? I mean, and also, it's like that could not be a coincidence. Okay, so <laughs> let's talk about death because... This is so that was the mezza mezzo like the middle kind of like we we feel connected but it's still not direct community or direct like one-on-one connection we feel connected to pose so it's like a little bit extended and then the the meta is you know more on a like country and global scale because we just had this experience at the capital um with the you know I don't even want to get into it everybody knows but like if you're listening to this in 2029 you know, it's 2021. It's the first week of 2021. And we had an invasion of the Capitol. Um, and, you know, there's the death of a lot of things this year. Like, uh-huh. tw- I mean, the pandemic is, of course, very literally killing people um, at a much uh, higher rate than than anything else. But then, you know, then we're also talking about the AIDS epidemic um, and in pose. And there's just like all these things that like take that are taking communities and just totally disrupting, sometimes destroying lives. And it's really, um, it's all around us and it's very present. And then there's also like the, the, you know, the death of the way we knew things for so long. I mean, so much has changed this year. So you're talking about like the multitude of ways in which death, and not even saying that in in saying that in a kind of non-biased way and like both positive and negative but like the multitude of ways in which death is surrounding us right now encompassing our lives a part of our daily experience in every way from things ending perspective to also the loss of life <clears throat> Right. And so, you know, per usual, as things get closer to home, they start to feel more potent. So with this memorial of my friend who did not die of COVID, um, she died of cancer. But with this with this memorial today, it's like, you know, it's just there's just a real connection to death. Okay, so 
And then I just can't help but believe that this hammer is like that. It's like it's not a coincidence. Like it really isn't, you know, because in the episode. Well, I don't want to spoil it. So spoiler alert. Just go ahead. Spoiler alert. Spoiler in alert. the episode, yeah. the woman who, who who brought out a hammer at one point is d- died. She and dies. She dies. And so and it's a and it's an entire episode dedicated to uh, practically entire episode dedicated to her funeral um, and or memorial and also just you know we just commented it was like gosh I'm, we're so glad that they're giving this so much space space mm-hmm. and the memorial i was attending today was you know two plus hours and um just the space it's like why not and so you know i had a friend earlier this year who was able to doula uh like death was able to act as a death doula in a way her friend uh, decided to um, keep her husband at home while he died of cancer. And it was just this incredible process. And they, they kept him in the house after his death for people to come by and visit. And my friend and a group of other people were able to um, help, like they cleaned this woman's home from top to bottom. And it was just this like multi-week process that like you just don't see in the United States very often. I mean, especially during the pandemic, it's like there's a lot of loneliness around death. There's not a lot of... Why do you think uh, our culture has kind of developed like that? Yeah, because we are a very young country. So we embody the characteristics of a young person. So we are youthful. Like youth is a... Youth is both a priority and there's a lot of emphasis on celebrating youth, youthfulness, youth, 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 right? Like as we as individual age in this country, we do, we are not always regarded for our wisdom, for what we bring to the table, for our slowness, for our, you know, the pace or any of that. We, it's like, oh, time's up gotta go you know I spent 15 minutes with granny she got about five words out gotta go you know it's like and and you know there was a little bit of an example of that last night on we were watching a webinar and one of your friends I knew you were gonna bring this well up. I mean you know one yeah. of your friends had the opportunity to be one of five people on a webinar and he was sitting up there one of your colleagues and friends with the dolly freaking mm-hmm. llama yeah, on Zoom. Yeah. Uh, well, surely yeah. it's a pandemic regardless. And also they were in different countries. But yes. Yeah. A- and, you know, the Dalai Lama starts to kind of get into his ethos and tell probably a story he's told often about why he believes what he believes and starts to just kind of like riff and channel and whatever. <laughs> and like, you know, it's very much like just like probably the same kind of mantra chant that he has around um, life humanity. and humanity. He's talking about humanity. Uh-huh. And the moderator, like, I mean, the thing is, is when I saw this thing start and I thought we got the Dalai Lama, we got Greta Thunberg, we've got scientists, two, t- two scientists yeah. and one other person or no, I thought yeah, there was the five. moderator. I think, uh, I, I don't remember. And I was like, and then I saw we were 14 minutes into a webinar that was, that clocks out at an hour. Like there was a, end time already set i was like Mm-mm, this is not gonna work and dalai lama starts to talk and i was like this is these are the most amazing people like i would sit here for hours and listen um and so it's that you know that spaciousness that uh, capacity to just you had said it last night too of like he doesn't exist within the same time frame he's it's you know life doesn't operate on a one hour clock yeah and i think with death you know 
it just scares the crap out of people and we don't talk so we don't so ever does it care does it scare people i'm trying to like um i i love this conversation and i'm just trying to wrap my head around all that we're talking about so what i'm picking up right now is that does it scare people that death is the ultimate slowdown like especially in this country like our lives are built around the go productivity success productivity success is defined by productivity worth is defined by ability um worth is defined by opportunity and you know those are all just off the top of my head like you know all those things are are true and then death is seen as this like you're worthless you're, you're worthless and you know um yeah it's just there that there is nothing there is nothing more so it's that fear of it it's limited thinking it's youth uh, um like a obsession with youthfulness Mm -hmm. it's you know i mean again when i think about us as a country us as a civilization even western civilization is so much younger than other civilizations that it's it's just like you know you get wiser as you get older and we just haven't gotten there yet and the more we don't talk about it so you know the more we just like box people up and put them in the ground without talking about it we don't know how to grieve um we don't talk about death we just don't it's like the the less people are going to know how to deal with it and i really have appreciated and i don't i don't know if it's a product of this of 2020 or if it's just a change in tides in general or if it's who I'm surrounding myself with but I really have appreciated the stories of people's experiences with death so if we think about this podcast like this episode as being an opportunity to model thinking about death talking about death or even support people as they're trying to navigate the death of everything as we know it like whatever is dying in your life. We have the collective deaths that we're all experiencing, but maybe you're also experiencing something in your own life. What would be the wisdom that you would share from your experience around death, either either in your life or just in this year? That's a great question. I think there's a relationship here to time that's kind of jumping out to me. For me, one of the things is that don't rush it. Be easy. I think that there is this rush to accept the death or rush to move on. Death can be, in in many ways, a great teacher, but we never really take the time to listen. And we move on because we, we don't want to dwell. There's this kind of narrative which I, I don't want you to sit around and cry about me go go on with your life you know and I I believe in that go on with your life but just because the person or the thing or the relationship or the business or this or that isn't directly in your life moving on doesn't mean that parts of that don't come with you that you carry you carry that person, that experience, that relationship, that profession that you had that has now died or is lost. You carry those lessons with you as you go along. And so, yes, you don't want to dwell in a way of that, but I think people overemphasize that that approach of like moving on. And remember that you move on, but you grow. Like death is new life in you. 
death is growth, death is lessons and new life, and it is an incredible opportunity for you as a person who has experienced death in some way or fashion to encompass or encapsulate whatever beautiful aspects have been left behind, whatever lessons have been left behind by the thing or person that has died, and use them to spread those out into the world. Use you as a conduit for that. And that is, I think, one of the greatest gifts that you can give the thing that passed, whether that's a person and you continue on traditions that they held that were very meaningful to you and others, or you encompass practices that they did, you know, smiling to everybody or saying something that made people laugh, that's carrying on that person. Or if it's a, a business or a thing or a project that died and you didn't want it to and it failed, there are lessons from what did you learn? What were the good aspects of that that you learned that you can apply to the next thing? And that's a way of taking the positive energy from something that has dissipated physically and yet the the positive energy from that thing can be carried on. And I think more intention into that continues to feed that divine power back into the world and in a way reincarnates it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I, what you, about you? Well, I, I kind of want to switch gears just a little bit because I want to share some insights that I've had lately, which is like, I just like, I, I now trust that, that I could come to that. Like if I, if I had a diagnosis that was going to lead me to a death, like I really trust that I could do it with grace. Yeah. I am still afraid of tragedy. You know, the quick, the quick deaths that are accidental and feel really tragic that, that I have not come to terms with. Mm-hmm. Um, not that, you know, not that I should have a different experience of either of them, but I just like, I could see, cause you know, I mean, so we've been dealing with all this stuff with the baby being potentially born earlier than we would like, or the doctors would like, or really, you know, than anybody thinks is good. And, you know, it's been so interesting over the past four weeks, how, how much acceptance I, I mean, I can't speak for you, but I feel like you've had two, but like how much acceptance I've had of, of like, you know, at first it was like the baby can't be born any earlier than full term. And in my mind, that was like, I was like, I yeah. can't. And yeah. then now we just hit 28 weeks and I'm like, if it happens, we'll make it, you know, like this is acceptance. Do I want it? No, but like just acceptance. Right. And so, you know, it's like the peace. I, I pray for the peace within me at all times. And I just, I believe that I could get there if I was, you know, to- and then I also believe I could fight to live too. You know, I probably wouldn't use the word fight, but like, I believe I could, you know, continue to show up to live every day. And these timelines of death, like you know, you think you know you're going to die or you think you know your baby's going to be born early or whatever, like there, it doesn't always work out like that, you know? Yeah. Death being something that we're told happens at a certain time or in our, in our minds happens at a certain time and we're supposed to be prepared. You know, like everybody wants to be prepared for death and... Uh, everybody wants to be ready. Some people are more ready than others for that. And certainly the older you get in these lifespans, you know, you see people are like, they, they were ready. They just like let go. That's beautiful. And 
I understand why people want that. And at the same time, dwelling on having that expectation, I think, is just a very unconnected path that that you'd lead throughout your life that I'm going to expect that I'm going to die peacefully. Not that I wouldn't want that, but that I have that expectation that that's how it's going to go. It in, it limits me from actually developing a relationship with my own death and understanding. Yeah. So much of being human feels like us limiting ourselves, you yeah. know, so much of our trying like, to place it in a box to understand. Exactly. It, you know, and now that I understand what death is supposed to look like and how I'm going to die in an idyllic world, then everything else becomes scary and any other form of death becomes fearful. And we not only worry about that for ourselves, but we worry about that for others. And of course, I'm not preaching in any way people not having caution around things like I'm not you know oh take all the risk you want don't be afraid of dying. that is not what I'm saying in in any capacity what I'm saying is that don't have an expectation that you're having to die like a certain way so that you can actually develop a, a in, in my opinion a healthier relationship with death knowing that it will come when it will come and it there there potentially would be a, a greater way that you would embrace you it. the Dalai Lama? No. <laughs> you think you, you think you the no. Dalai Lama? No. I'm gonna be the moderator to cut you off. I got yeah. got, got questions. I have been thinking a lot about death of trouser uh-huh. because she's fourteen and she had has had some slow moments in the last little bit and I found it helpful to you know, it, it's like the thought of her dying for so long, like was just, un, I couldn't even think of it. And it just brought me, it broke me down pretty quickly. And lately I've just like, I've wanted to build acceptance on the front end because of my fear that it will happen fast, you know, and I don't know that and that that's acceptance true. is a relationship. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like you've let go of this expectation of when or how she's supposed to die as she's gotten older. And so therefore you're building, in my opinion, a relationship with her passing. But I, but I think, you know, it's sometimes these are, and, and I think it's actually changed with you and I, but in the beginning of our relationship, asking questions about things that aren't happening is not your favorite thing for me to do. Right. And I had asked you really early on kind of asked and then, and then, told you what my preference was but you know ask like you know would you fall in love again or would you consider having another relationship if I were to die and you still had lots of life to live and you were like I don't want to think about that and you know my request is that you do which is I think for me like you know, to say that out loud tells me a lot about myself it tells me that I am I do not feel that I possess you of course, you know, this is at, at, this is after I'm dead, right? Like once I'm no longer here, but it tells me a lot about how much I value your happiness and that I want you to live life to the fullest. And if that includes, you know, and I think that some people don't know the answer to that. You know, I think people have struggled in their lives. Like would my, would my husband, wife, spouse, partner want me to love again? And I think it can really trip people up if they think that the answer might've been no, you know, and I just really wanted to let you know that my, my answer is yes. Yeah. I see that. I think, I think one of the things that I struggle with, like, 
future things is it's and it's a balance right because what i don't want to do is create expectations for myself in the future like oh that's how i said i would react to that situation and so now that i'm in it and i don't feel like reacting that way or it's not the right way to react but I feel obligated then to react that way because that's what I said. Like that's, I think, my difficulty sometimes with playing out scenarios. Now, at the same time, I see what you're saying in terms of being able to kind of find peace in the moment, knowing that if something happened, this would happen, right? The, 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 good, the good thing, the, the right way, something that provides you peace in the moment, knowing. So having that knowing you know, is there, but it's, I think it's just a balance with like knowing and then also trusting that no matter what happens, it will be the right thing in that moment. Well, so, it, and yeah. both can be true. Well, right? it, I'm in not, particular with relationship, like don't, you don't have to force it, you know, but you know, I'm, I would never say like you must get married again or fall in love again. I mean, I would never. Right. But you want, and you want the knowing that the permission is there, That's which, all. which brings you peace now. Yeah. I totally understand. It's, a, it's, a, it's, and to me, it's supposed to be <laughs> a gift to you in the sense of like, it's, it's you, you, that you just know that like, I don't have any, I want whatever you want. I want whatever you want. Right. I, that is all I yep. want you to be happy. That's all. Yep. Yeah. However that looks. Right. And I, of course, want the same for you to be happy. Mm hmm. However that looks. However that looks. Mm hmm. Well, I mean, I'm glad we got there. I think we've got maybe gotten here before with this topic, but like with this particular question. But like, I mean, I'll never forget saying that early on and you being like, I don't want to talk about that. Right. And I think it was related to what I explained earlier. You know, like I don't want to. Like, that's not a space in which I need to be in right now, you know. Well, it, it, we certainly won't be having the conversation if one of us dies. <laughs> right. Well, that's true. <laughs> so, that's true. You know, I, and that to me is the the part of when you ask what's the issue, right? I, this is part of the issue is like our willingness to talk about it. And I have also had the experience the opposite experience of like talking about something and asking you to let me kind of talk something through to the end and getting myself kind of tangled up a little bit, like tangled up in knots over it, you know, like really starting to fret something that truly wasn't happening in that moment. So yeah. I see the value in, in finding the middle ground. And I think again, back to pose when Billy Porter's boyfriend dies and he says, you know, his boyfriend says, I want you to, you know, wail until you can't breathe for one day. And then the next day I want you to, to be happy and to move on. Yeah. You know, and I hear that and I don't want to, you know, kind of beat this drum too much. But I, I think like, you know, we've we've had this conversation now. And one of the like grounding things that we get in is I want you to be happy in whatever you do. And I guess where sometimes where I come from is like we share a heart, you know, we share a, a marriage and we share a life together. And because of that. If one of us passed, I have no doubt that the other one would want the other one to be happy. Like, I don't need a conversation. Not, not, I'm not saying that it's bad that we had it. I'm just saying I don't need a conversation to reassure me of that. 
I know that in my heart because we have so much love for each other. That's a given. That's something that I feel like I'm probably already grounded in. You know, I know you well enough. You know me like I'm like, well, I'm glad she wants me to be happy because <laughs> I was really worried that she would not want me to be happy if she, not, you know, or something like that. Well, so, and I know that's simplifying it, but yeah. like, it's just something just pointing it out that like, that is where we get to. And that is something that I think you sometimes maybe, and, and we should wrap up soon, but like, I think you sometimes just have more trust or know more things like you like like you're like a lot of things are like well duh in 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 the but sense it's the of, process not well, necessarily the outcome well in the sense of like you you just you just have a lot of wisdom and i i sometimes i just have like a more uh, literal and i have a lot of wisdom of course too but a lot of literal need like mm-hmm. I, a lot of like earth-based needs needs right Yep. Yeah. That reassurance that like seeing it clearly. Yeah. Yep. Like walking through the steps, understanding the steps, understanding what they are. Right. Yeah. Yep. I, I hear that. I hear that. And that's and and both those ways are are, you know, beautiful because going through that process opens up new things and helps you understand things that you never thought you would know, you know. Right. Rather than a little bit more ego approach of like, yeah, I get it. I know it, which can be true and can provide sense. So I, I hear I, it is it is definitely a balance there between walking that and between also just trusting. Speaking of trousers, she is yeah. just r- snuggled right up to me. You probably heard her licking and yawning and snuffing. She's about to do it now, but she's. She's right up in the microphone. Did you have something you wanted to share? <laughs> I mean, sniff, sniff, sniff. And a yawn. She does have something she wants to share. She wants. What do you want to share, Trouser? What do you want to share? Woo, woo. Ah! Good girl. <laughs> okay, I think that's what we should end on. <laughs> well, love you all. Love you. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.